Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. At 6.12 on this Monday morning. Yeah, we're above zero, so we'll take it. Absolutely. All right. I can feel the warm-up already. Think about this. High of 15 degrees today. At one point, we were at four below yesterday. So... Difference of only twenty degrees when you're when you're talking at this cold, it's still stupid cold. But think about how much twenty degrees is. Difference of sixty or eighty. Right. Sixty, you got a sweatshirt. Eighty, you're at the beach. Mm -hmm. So it's going to feel awesome. We got a collision coming. As long as we want to think about warm things, this summer on the lakefront, this week's weather, perfect example. You know, we only got so many nice weekends here in Southeast Wisconsin where we are able to get in the stuff that we want to do. Yeah. Festivals or fairs, outdoor markets, things like that. Okay, we have a major collision coming on the lakefront this summer, and it's going to sound, I think, something like this. See where I'm going with this? Did they give you enough clues there? <laughs> Harley-Davidson just announcing plans for its now annual homecoming festival. It said they're going to do this every year. They're, gonna yeah. have, they're not going to just do it on the fives anymore. Which is cool. Right. So every year they'll have something in the summer, one of these homecoming festivals, which this year will include a huge stage, as you would expect, at Veterans Park, major headlining acts, Jelly Roll, Hardy among them, and... Red Hot Chili Pipers, sorry, Peppers, Stop. different band. <laughs> and not the Pipers. The, the Pipers rock too, but in a different way. <laughs> so where am I going with this? The event is the Harley-Davidson event, July 25th through the 28th, so it's a Thursday through Sunday. Also that weekend, previously announced, the Milwaukee Air and Water Show. That's right. July 27th and 28th. It's all on the lakefront. Are we nuts? Can we do this? Too much, you think? Well, so the Air and Water Show stages further south of Veterans Park. That's McKinley Beach, Bradford Beach area where they stage it. But I try to go down every year, every piece of lakefront real estate from the water treatment plant to to the north to Veterans Park is packed, right? Packed full of people. 100,000 a day, they say, for the air show. Why don't we just do the July 3rd fireworks that weekend, too? We'll just do it all. <laughs> and push back the RNC a little bit. Just yeah, to really make it. That yeah. So maybe this year, more than ever, you want tickets to the air show. So at least you got a spot if you're planning to go down there. It's all happening the week after the Republican National Do you Convention. think they talk about this at all? Or is it just like, well, you know what? The resources are there. We'll crank it out. I wonder if there are people on both sides of this who are like, wait, that's this weekend? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. Whoa. But if anything, though, it could that could be a bigger draw for both events, right? Like, you might go to the Air and Water Show now knowing that you're going to ride in for the Harley thing. Sure, you do that and then hit the concert after. Yeah. What if it's during? What if the Pipers are here? Give it away. The Peppers. Give it away. The Peppers. Give it away. Peppers. Stop give saying Pipers. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away. That'd be great. It's possible the events enhance and complement each other. So absolutely huge July coming our way in Wisconsin this summer.
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Green Bay Packers began their prep for the divisional round of the NFC playoffs on Tuesday after beating the Cowboys in the wildcard round. The Packers are gearing up for another tough test, this one against the number one seed, the San Francisco 49ers. Playing a game on this upcoming Saturday night after winning on Sunday means Green Bay will be on a bit of a short week. And despite all that, head coach Matt LaFleur says no changes are needed for his team. At the end of this thing, there's only one happy team, period. And so you got to approach it the same way each and every day. Like We're going we're going out there to win a football game, and uh, we know we're, we're going to have to play our best ball. The task will be tall for the Packers as they enter this week as 10-point underdogs to the Niners. But if you ask former Packer inventor of the Lambeau Leap and Pro Football Hall of Famer Leroy Butler, they have a good of chance as anyone, and it all begins with number 10. They have a team. Ask him about himself, he gets embarrassed. Bo Melton and Jalen Reed, they didn't catch a ball. <laughs> they didn't even catch a ball. They were celebrating Romeo Dobbs. I mean, think about that. Love is the one that's keeping these guys together, saying it's a team. It's not your week. But next week in San Francisco, it might be, so be ready. Butler on the NFL Network on Tuesday as the Packers will hit the practice field later today as they continue that prep for Santa Clara. Hey, Brandon, did you hear that news conference with Todd Bowles, the head coach of the Buccaneers? So the Buccaneers head to Detroit. They play the Lions in the other NFC game. Listen to what this reporter asked him. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. <laughs> since like since like forever they've had a dome. So, I think too after I feel he, so bad for her. He continued to say like so no. Uh, no. I don't Um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors. Listen, listen to this. We only have to be outside for twenty seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay. Oh we'll be okay. man, that poor reporter. Look, you know you know what happened? I know exactly what happened. You know what they're doing right? You know what stories the local TV stations are doing right now in Tampa is the, hey, who's traveling to the game? Fan excitement, all that stuff. So that's, I don't know, but my guess is that's a news reporter who doesn't know anything from Buccaneers to Lions to whatever. And they're like, well, there's this news conference today. Get some sound there and then go talk to fans. And so she had, oh, boy, it's going to be cold. I'll do a cold (laughs) angle. (laughs) (laughs) 619 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Hey, coming up, a revolution in television viewing that debuted in the 70s reverberates to this day in how we consume our content. That story next. Absolute revolution in television viewing debuted in the 1970s when it came of age in the early 1980s. It reverberates to this day in how we consume content from DVRs and streaming almost met its demise, E, at the U.S. Supreme Court 40 years ago today. With a Sony Betamax and the portable Sony videotape camera, you, you can record what you want, when you want, and watch what you want, when you want. <laughs> the Betamax. There you go. The commercial I pulled off of YouTube from Sony back in the late 70s. Those were the first in-home video cassette recorders. The Sony Betamax, I think initially were top loaders, right? Mm-hmm. Do it in the top. <laughs> top loaders. <laughs> Later, other electronics makers would get on board. They would create machines all on the VHS format that really started the VCR revolution. Because mm-hmm. then everybody was making the stuff. The format worked that in was a Panasonic the and the everything of else. On demand, yeah. viewing on demand. Right? And time shifting, record the show, watch it later. 
watch something else while you're recording this, watch it over and over again. Yeah. You know who didn't like that? Folks who make the shows. <laughs> and in particular, the movies. From Marquette University Law School, they wrote it up years ago, two movie studios, Universal and Disney, objected to the new device. Those studios were not the multimedia conglomerates they are now. Universal and Disney were primarily movie studios that also produced some television content. Their primary concern was in protecting the ability to re-release movies in theaters after they had been broadcast on television. Sure, that makes sense. We used to do that with H. What and you paid for HBO back in the day, but we used to record whenever we got HBO free for a weekend. We would record everything, <laughs> stack up the tapes. Oh my gosh, yeah! Come home from school, there'd be like five movies we recorded. Right. So you know what they didn't want was then you want to go back to the theater and watch. You know they want to re-release Star Wars or whatever. Well, I don't need to go to the theater for that. I got the got tape. Yeah, we've got been watching. We've been yep. running the sprockets off it. Mm-hmm. So they sued Sony principally and a few others. For copyright violations, the case worked its way through the court system all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the high court issued its ruling on July seven, uh, sorry, J- January seventeenth, nineteen eighty four. It was a five four decision against the plaintiffs and for the rest of us wow. who want to record our stuff, who've watched TV when we want, how we want, ever since. Five four almost could have gone the other way. Can you imagine? How I wonder how different it would be. Would there be streaming? Would we have figured it out? We would that have fought way? it later. There right. would have been another fight in this one. Right. A lot of money to be made. With a Sony Betamax and the portable Sony videotape camera, you, you can record what you want when you want and watch what you want when you want. Packers talk about preparing for the West Coast roadie in the playoffs Saturday night. Brandon Snyde has sports at 6:45. If you're a parent with children who sometimes bicker or oftentimes bicker or always bicker. First of all, I feel for you. I can empathize with you. <laughs> but I guess, Vince, it's really not that bad of a thing. Research According to who? From the University of Cambridge Center for Family Research suggests that healthy sibling rivalries can help your mental and emotional development as well as social skills. So if your kids bicker over the silliest of things like mine do, I guess it's good for them. Boy, am I developed then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, five-year research study that began in 2020 set out to analyze the cognitive and social development of children between two and six. The results were intriguing. Having a sibling can have a positive impact on a person's early development, even if the relationship is a negative one. Sure. It teaches you conflict management, all that stuff. And yeah. it depends, I guess, to some degree on how the parents do it. I never understood until I became a parent why it used to drive my my parents crazy when my brother and I fought. Yeah. Like, what do you care? We're down right. here. Like, we're... Let us fight over the Legos. See, that I, I... What are you so upset about? If you want to bicker over something stupid when I'm not in the room, right. I'm all for it. <laughs> but I swear, my kids wait till I walk in so then they can start bickering. <laughs> they want me there to, to watch well, it Well, because all. they want you to referee yeah, it. Then, yeah, right? then I have to pick a winner. Yeah, That's when it becomes a problem. When they mm-hmm. march up the stairs and they're like, but he said, <laughs> yeah. but he, you like, come out. So break out the popcorn, sit down, and just start watching them. <laughs> yeah, well. Are you going to do anything, Dad? No, I'm, I'm eating popcorn. I'll see what this thing goes. 639 in Wisconsin's Morning News. And at 642 on Wisconsin's Morning News, an update this morning and a story that was to be history in the making. Liftoff. Some 50 years after the first American mission to the moon, a new American rocket is on its own giant leap for mankind. Appears this morning that giant leap is falling woefully short. ABC News correspondent Jim Ryan joins us live from Dallas this morning. Jim, the the peregrine lunar lander is not only not going to land on the moon, but NASA's telling us it may soon come back down on Earth. 
Yeah, as early as tomorrow, we're expecting Whoa. this thing to yeah to come back down to earth. Most likely, though, I mean, it's, uh, the trajectory though is flat enough. It's going to come in at straight enough an angle that it's probably going to burn up in uh, in orbit. I mean, it's going to burn up in the Earth's atmosphere. It's not going to cause problems. So, you know, if you're about walking around tomorrow, don't worry that the thing's going to fall on your head. But yeah, that's it. It's a spectacular fail, failure to this mission. This was supposed to be the first lunar lander that anybody would put out there in in fifty years and it's just not going to happen this time around will it happen at some point in the future undoubtedly it will vince but just not with the peregrine one jim this was a private effort the vulcan rocket put it up in space and among other things there were people's ashes on board notably nichelle nichols who's the first lady of star trek ahura and others what happens to that burns up in space or burns (laughs) up uh, i think that's what everybody paid for well, well, kind of. Well, I mean, kind of. the goal was this: uh, the the rocket that carried the, the Vulcan rocket that carried the lunar, lunar lander out there was supposed to continue on through space, and it did. But uh, the, the the goal was to have those remains, those human remains. You had the ashes of some of the Star Trek folks. You had human hair from, from some presidents, including Kennedy and Washington. This, this DNA from from the presidents. It was supposed to eventually end up circling the the sun in orbit around the sun that's not going to happen but i mean you're right the 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 remains went off uh, under contract with a company something like 200 other people had paid for a spot or for their loved ones to uh, to take this ride this uh, post-mortal ride uh, but yeah a lot of a uh, lot of companies have lost a lot of stuff um, including nasa which i think spent 108 million dollars on experiments to ride aboard peregrine one Yeah, mistakes in space travel are are not cheap. Jim Ryan, ABC Mm -hmm. News correspondent, live with us from Dallas. Thanks, Jim. See you, Vince. See, in our century, we've learned not to fear words. May I present our communications officer, Lieutenant Ahur. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Bucks are back on the road tonight as they look for win number four in a row in Cleveland. Bucks-Cavs tipping off at 6.30 tonight. Jake Crowder expected to make his return to the lineup. The Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame has announced the inductees for its class of 2024. Prince Fielder, Steve Stricter, Mike Holmgren, and NASCAR Hall of Fame member Matt Kenseth all will be inducted during the 74th anniversary induction ceremony. And lastly, the 11th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers falling to Penn State on Tuesday night on the road. This one by a final score of 87-83. to with the loss, the Badgers lose their first conference game of the season and fall to 13-5 and on the year. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. If you ever think there are days where your job is tough, and certainly there are jobs out there that are, just imagine the feeling, though, of trading away the league's four-time most valuable player and one of, if not the most polarizing players in maybe league history to allow an unknown commodity to take over your most storied billion-dollar franchise. Tough, right? Now, imagine months down the road that said MVP player is sitting at home watching the youngest roster assembled like mini Avengers win a wildcard playoff in shocking fashion and be only two wins away from Super Bowl 58. Hello, Brian Gunenkinst. In a year where more questions than known solutions laid at the doorsteps of 1265 Lombardi Avenue, Goody helped silence the doubters this season with one of the most crucial offseasons in recent memory. 
Despite the backlash he knew it would cause, he also knew that trading away Rodgers this season and trusting Jordan Love was the direction this team and this fan base most needed. Where would we be without that 2020 draft class that was once so highly critiqued? Thanks a lot, Goody. How about this year's most recent draft class? Drafting guys like Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, Dontavian Wicks, and Tucker Craft, to just name literally a few. There are tons more who have also contributed this season. Where would this team be without the decision the general manager has made? Honestly, just sit back and, and kind of think about it for a minute. Two wins away from the Super Bowl. Again, in a rebuilding year. The Packers were not supposed to be here. They are two wins away from going to the Super Bowl. Absolutely fantastic work from Goody, and it's nothing less. What he has been able to do this season with this team is nothing short of remarkable. And the few reasons I just laid out for you are why he should be your 2023 NFL Executive of the Year. As indicated, one more morning here of this brutal cold. cold. And then, as I said in the forecast, we're just stupid cold for a while. Just how cold is it? It's freezing cold. And for, for many of us, this is a nuisance, right? Something we deal with, we complain a bit, uh, maybe a bit worse. The furnace goes out, car doesn't start, that sucks. But we persevere. Some do not. They literally die from the cold. That's happened in Milwaukee this week. Dr. Ken Harris, our teammate from 1017 The Truth, former Milwaukee police lieutenant in the house this morning. We talked about it the other day, Ken, at least three deaths yep. in Milwaukee yep. County. Two were men who were found on the street. Another who was seeking shelter in a car. And and various ages. It's not like it's someone that's elderly or someone that's, you know, has health issues. We're talking everywhere from their 60s to their 40s that die from hypothermia. And they're, every time I see that, I think to myself, and this is from my perspective where I live and how, you know, we talk about the news. There are so many places to go. Yeah. There's so much help out yeah. there. How does this happen? I, I think it happens because... Uh, at first, I used to think it was ego, but now it's just pride, wanting to be able to take care of yourself or, or you've done it or thinking it's just a temporary thing. And then it gets colder and this colder. sneaks up on you and, and, and you're fine. I mean, think, think about it. For the past five or six years, did we even have snow? It right. snowed a little right, right, and, right. and it was gone. And this time we get a little snow and we think, oh, it's going to be a repeat. And then all of a sudden this this vortex comes through and it drops to minus eight below. Well, I wonder, too, how many different organizations actually have overnight services, too. I mean, right. in some cases, that's that's not how it works. So then you got to find some place to go if you're at one place where you got to leave by a certain time. Well, yesterday the mayor did his uh, press conference and they showed all the places you could go. But then it's funny, earlier in the same day, James Causey had a, had a great piece about this Ohio pastor who literally got cited 18 times because he let homeless people come into his church. And because it's not supposed to be zoned that way. Right. He got 18 citations, and on top of that, if he doesn't, if he does it, he'll get fined a thousand dollars a day. Man, that's a tough one. There are reasons that you have standards and ordinances that yeah. talk about who can house people where right. and whatever. That said, if it's four below zero and someone knocks on the door of a church, yeah, I would no expect that church to be able to help that person. And it's really funny because you have local law saying you can't do it. But in the U.S. Department of Justice Civil Rights Division, there's what's called the Religious Land Use and Institutionalized Persons Act that clearly says 
unreasonably limiting religious assemblies, institutions, and structures within a jurisdiction is against federal law, and you can get sued for a civil rights violation. And so that's what his attorneys in Ohio are doing. But I think I don't remember any places in Milwaukee like churches opening up. Now, I know you can go to a 24-hour building. Mm-hmm. So you can walk into a police department. They'll even open up the courthouse downtown, and you'll have to leave by 6 a.m. But overnight, there are places in the city yeah. you can go. What uh, obligation um, do officers have? Like when they see someone on the street, are they obligated to stop and say, hey, can I bring you someplace or anything like that? We want to check your welfare. Yeah. We, it, we, we are obligated to do a welfare check to see if everything's going on. We've actually – no, I can't speak for we. I can speak for me. I've actually taken people to shelters to to the point where, how can I say this in context, where I would figure out a way, is there some kind of way I can take you into custody mm, so that I, I can make sure I put you somewhere where it's warm, right? Because this was a person who was reluctant to go with you, right? Search, him, help. search him or her, sit him in the back of your car, let him, let him warm up. So, you know, something has to be done because we're at a place now where it's just down to it's the humane thing to do. Dr. Ken Harris, our teammate from 1017 The Truth, host of the afternoon show. Good to see you, sir. Thank you.